Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Kesha and the Creepies is a production of iHeartRadio. It would basically just be that on her birthday, she doesn't want her to be sad because it feels like there's this death date and this birthday. And you know how the the sun and the moon are generally around within a 24 hour period? Yeah. Well, there's something about that of like that symbolism there. So see, this is something for the skeptics in the room <laughs> that I don't even know. <laughs> so there's no possible way that you would know this. <laughs> Welcome back to Kesha and the Creepies. I am so excited. I am ecstatic. I am nervous. I am feeling all the feelings to have my next guest with us, Tyler Henry. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, of course, Kesha. I wouldn't have missed it. I'm so excited for the opportunity. Where to even begin with you? I just, I'm so curious about your brain and who you are and how you came about your gift. Basically, you know, this started for me when I was actually only 10 years old. Um, I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian household. We didn't really talk about spirits or ghosts or that kind of thing. But one night when I was 10, I woke up and I had this knowingness that my grandmother was going to pass away. 
And at the time, it really just kind of felt like a memory that hadn't happened yet. And it was really confusing. And so I went into the room to try to explain what I was feeling to my mom. And as I was telling her, I didn't tell her how I knew. Um, basically, the phone rang and we were receiving the news there that my grandmother had just taken her final breath from my dad. So that was really kind of the catalyst. But at 10 years old, it's really something that happens to you. It's not really something you identify as an ability. And so it took some time to kind of step into it. <laughs> Are you still finding yourself stepping into it? Totally. I think every reading, you know, there's some element of risk. I think in my job, you know, validation is so important. It's important that when I sit with someone, they hear information that there's no way I could know specifics, details, intimate things. Um, and so with that comes a lot of expectation. And I know as you know, performer, you can relate to people having expectations. And so I have to kind of find a way to put that to the side when I go into a reading and just kind of be a clear conduit for information. Do you ever have one that just doesn't connect? There's times where I'll connect more than others. I've had some readings that were admittedly pretty difficult, like um, Boy George. You know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I, I read him and he was a challenge because he came yeah, into it, course. you know, pretty <laughs> intense. Uh, but, you know, I think there's something for everybody in a reading. It's just a matter of a person's receptivity. And I've also read a lot of skeptics. I think really the proof is in the pudding. It's really about the details, the specifics, the information that um, often relates to family dynamics and kind of intimate personal things that really kind of substantiates that connection. You identify with lots of different terminology with what you do and your gifts and kind of your power, your light work. I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but is it difficult when you can't physically see the person or if their internet is complete shit like mine? <laughs> you know, stuff still comes through. I, I could still, you know, do what I do. So it's actually been interesting in current events. I've had to do a lot of readings on Skype, on Zoom, which has kind of been an interesting challenge of my abilities because like you said, you can't see the person, but I find that information still comes through pretty intensely. So it's fun. <laughs> okay. So I'm so curious in when you're, cause like you said, there's just a knowing of information like someone has told you right. and you just already know it like it's past information. I've had that experience a couple of times and I sometimes confuse it with anxiety because I very much have a lot of anxiety. So my favorite thing in the entire world is my cat. So <laughs> like this morning I was driving and started crying hysterically thinking about the possibility of one day my cat dying. Sure. So... And then I also read that you don't drive because you get too many signs. And I was like, maybe that's why I'm a terrible driver. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I definitely think, I mean, intuition is powerful and I think we all have it and, you know, we, we definitely communicate with it in different ways. But I, I think really my ability is just kind of an, uh, an extension of what everybody has the ability to do, which is to check in with themselves. And when we're more mindful and present, I think we can kind of fully receive those intuitive hunches. But it can be tricky because, you know, we get stuck in the beeps and the buzzes of our phones and our schedules and all what we have to do. So I think there's something to be said about mindfulness as being a way to connect with our intuition. Absolutely. I think that you seem, of course, this is the first time I'm meeting you and it's over a computer, which is generally not the way I love to conduct my <laughs> business because I feel like I'm so energetic. I love to be in the room and give people hugs and look into their eyes and touch them like I'm very tactile. Sure. And I would imagine that would be the same for you. It's true. I, li I like a hug. <laughs> yeah. Like I love a hug and like feeling people's energy and looking into like looking into their eyeballs. Like right now, it's really bizarre that I'm um, <laughs> looking at a screen 
that just says your name on it. I feel you. But I think that the skeptics in the room here, I'm not a skeptic. I'm a huge fan of yours, (laughs) but we have some skeptics in the room. And per conversations and friendly arguments that I have with them, like when you can't read the body language and for us, like even our timing is a little bit off. I would just be curious if you find that inhibiting in culture today, like with everyone on their phones and doing things through the internet. Do you think that is a beautiful form of connection or do you think it actually takes away from human connection? I think it really varies. It's a good question because I do find, you know, even when I'm texting someone, sometimes I'll get an intuitive feeling or even responding to emails. Sometimes I'll get things even at this very moment. I mean, there's little things that that come through for you, but um, I I think, you know, there is something to be (laughs) said about balance. Well, you can tell me things? Oh, I I can tell you one thing if you'd like. I mean, I don't want to overwhelm you. Okay, yeah, sure. No, I just am nervous because can I be totally honest with you? Please do. I'm scared that he's going to connect with someone who's passed away in my life and they're going to be like, you're fucking up. (laughs) No, no, no. And I totally understand because you never know what someone's going to say, but I I find that generally their messages are validating. They, I think, get a big picture, picture perspective when they pass. And so I generally find they're pretty comforting. But uh, I mean, one thing, can I, can I just tell you one little thing? Sure, please. Yeah. yeah. So like before I hopped on the line today, I was seeing my symbol for the sun and the moon. And I know that might sound like so vague and random, but it actually has a lot of meaning to me because um, the sun always represents to me like a birthday, life, and then the moon generally represents like people passing away, you know, death. And so there's kind of that dichotomy. What was so interesting is, and I'm aware that you were very close with your grandmother, um, there was some reference to your mom's side of the family and actually your mother's and correct me if I'm wrong I don't know if your mom has a sister but there was an interesting acknowledgement with the sun and the moon thing of like within 24 hours there being like a, a birth date and a death date so I know it sounds weird but when we talk about your grandmother on your and again your mom's side is really like the primary thing that was hitting me before we even hopped on the line yeah there's kind of this interesting thing around dates of like someone has a death date and then someone has a birth date and they're right around it and they acknowledge your mom and I don't know if your mom has a sister but they're putting a lot of emphasis around she does what would be like an aunt for you so like when did your grandmother pass my grandmother passed when I was really little gotcha. and it's funny I'm wearing her ring I was not going to tell you but now I'm done <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, just wanted to see if you picked up on it but I she passed away when I was really young which is really sad because sure. I have very few memories of her but I know she was the female bond in our family is so strong right like me and my mother are really close her and her mother were really close sure do you happen to know what date she actually passed away I don't know do you mind? Um, you can totally check. Feel free if, if you need to. My brother's on the line. Oh, cool. Perfect. Because there's something about like your aunt, birth date, birth date, death date. Yeah. Yeah. There's some reference to these these two two dates, but they seem right next to each other. Her sister was like survived longer. So she was my, she was kind of like my grandma. Your, this would my be grandma passed away. Referencing to your, your mother's sister. So what's your mother's sister's birthday? Do you know that? Her birthday is shit. She's going to kill me. It's okay. I know <laughs> it's, it's December. a lot. Wait, it's December, th- December 3rd or December 4th? Okay, cool. 
I have my boyfriend is currently texting my yeah. mom right now, I think. No worries, because there's a funny <laughs> reference basically for your aunt that every time it's her birthday or something, she, your grandmother wouldn't want your, to kind of make the date sad because it feels like there was this passing and this birthday right next to each other. And then just the women on your mom's side of family are very psychic, and I feel like there's a very strong emphasis on like premonitions and empathy and empathetically feeling things. But I feel like if you even go way back in your oh family, gosh. there's a lot of kind of um, premonitory Kind of premonition dreams and things like that that I, I would say that side kind of has a proclivity to so it's just good to keep in mind absolutely feel things so much to the point of it being slightly problematic and <laughs> distracting i feel you yeah yeah we'll get me it- i know which is i just wanted to talk to you yes. because i feel like it's you've turned your your i think it's a gift but i also know that there can be there are probably downsides to it no Yeah, it can be overwhelming. I mean, I can very rarely have a conversation with someone without picking up on something. So sometimes it's kind of like the elephant in the room. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Which is like, I like, I was like, so adamantly like, I don't want a reading. It makes me nervous because I'm also (laughs) very gullible. So sure. I was like, if, like if you were like, you're going to die in three seconds, I yeah. would literally be like, all right, here we go. I'm dying. I'm dead. No, I, I feel you. <laughs> usually it's, it's funny what comes through. I, I never know what will come in, but usually it refers to like family dynamics or they're aware of certain things. So if you end up getting the date of your grandmother's passing, let me know because there's some correspondence with like the birth date and the death date. Birthday oh, and death date. My brother's the so. one who's producing. So I'm like texting yeah. him because he should be listening. Okay, it would basically just be that on her birthday, she doesn't want her to be sad because it feels like there's this death date and this birthday. And you know how the the sun and the moon are generally around within a 24-hour period? Yeah. Well, there's something about that of like that symbolism there. So it's like maybe a day difference or something. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. See, this is something for the skeptics in the room <laughs> that I don't even know. <laughs> so there's no possible way that you would know this. Sure. Wait, Really? My boyfriend just told me that um, my aunt's... Wait, let me read it to you. My grandmother died on December 7th, and my aunt's birthday is December 6th. Okay, so that is interesting. So it would have been within a 24-hour-ish period of, like, the birthday and the death (laughs) date. That is so weird. So that would be why I was seeing the sun and the moon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Very strange. (laughs) I told you, bub. That's spooky. My... (laughs) I, like... I'm so, like, come through, Tyler. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Grandma says, oh. um, That just, like, blew my mind. <laughs> Do you ever get, like, sweaty when you're, like, excited by the universe? Oh, yes, like, all the time. Sweaty. God, I sweat so much. It's the worst. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's, like, excitement. And it just, I get so excited when I get sort of like these little tiny confirmations like something like that that I'm not in control I'm not the most important thing there is something else there is especially like the afterlife I think that one of the great fears of humanity and one thing that drives most people to do whatever it is they do is the fact that we all die whether it's you want to leave a positive mark you want power you want money you want to have a legacy you want your name to mean something you want to own a building, whatever it is, um, knowing that when you like that you're going to die and it's like it's always this impending thing. And I think it's a lot of anxiety comes from that. I think just a lot of 
both positive and negative things can come from the fact that we all do pass away and totally your connection to just give me that slight bit of information that I oh. genuinely didn't even know. <laughs> I love it. You never, you me, learn more about like, your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've yes. taught me about my family, things I should know. And, <laughs> it's all good. Um, it also just makes me feel warm inside in my heart. Oh. So I just want to like pass that up oh, back to you and thank tell you, you. thank you. That, like, of course. really makes me feel oh, I appreciate like, it. <laughs> I don't know. Just better about being alive. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Good. That's what it's all about. And I like to kind of hearken to what you just said. I think legacy leaving is so important. And we all, you know, are here for however long we have. And I think as long as we can create something greater than ourselves, you know, we're we're on the right track. <laughs> we have like friendly conversations in this household because I feel as if being so open minded also comes with I like I said before, like it can be extremely gullible. So it's also knowing who to entrust with sure. information totally and, and, and trust reading you because yeah. you don't want 
someone who doesn't really know what they're doing or isn't aware of the power exactly. of what they're saying. Totally. And I think our and own intuition like is, yeah, our own intuition can let us know too, like, you know, who to trust and who not. And I think that's even more important. I think that's, I like, I'm really in admiration of your <laughs> gifts and especially like in such a respectful way like at 24 I was out getting drunk everywhere (laughs) all the time like and I feel like I always had this intention of light work underneath what I was doing it was a little bit of like nihilism live in the moment sure but I was definitely behaving um like a jackass (laughs) and so I was wondering how (laughs) you, you avoided or did you ever go through a period of time where you would just like went through kind of like the quintessential like late high school college experience sure. or did, did, did you just kind of skip over that period of time? You no, know, I'm, I'm besides my ability, I'm kind of boring. And so I always say like my, what I do is the most interesting part about me because I really, I mean, I came from a very <laughs> close family. My, I'm, I'm an only child, so I have no siblings. And so I, I graduated high school when I was 16 uh, with the goal of trying to become a hospice nurse. So I was in college and doing all of that. And um, then my life just kind of took this course as a medium. But I, I think having a strong support system did help. You know, I have my parents actually live on the same property with me. So right. when I had the opportunity to buy a house, I, I kind of got two on, on one property so that they were right there. and They kind of keep a close eye. And I just love it because we're all just very close. And I have to attribute that to them for kind of keeping me straight and narrow. <laughs> my mom and I are really close too. And she, when I went on tour, she would come with me and <laughs> it was very grounding and we have like I saw your mom was driving you from (laughs) one house to the next house to do your readings and I wanted to ask you like that bond I feel like is so strong and obvious when I watch your show and I had a show a million years ago and my mom was like just constantly on it too because I felt like it kept me grounded and how important is it to you to have your family with you to keep you grounded throughout like all of this totally absolutely yeah that chemistry is really special too and and it's just like a bond unlike any other so I I think that really helps to be able to have those support systems because you do know I mean as you can relate when you're in the public eye you deal with such a variety of opinions and in my case you know being a little controversial and what I do I guess and so it's it's nice to be able to have you know that that kind of soft place to fall at the end of the day and I think whether people have that in a family member or whether we create it for ourselves it's just important to always have that kind of soft place to fall (laughs) something or someone to for me that was the first thing I ever had that was really grounding well aside from my family is my cat oh yes Mr. Peeps I love that (laughs) so I know this is like a ridiculous thing because I was again I was like so gung-ho that I was like I'm not gonna ask him questions like you're not working like I'm talking to you but I dreamt about him and he was acting so weird last night (laughs) and he was like crawling all over me and this morning he was just acting really weird and today I just like couldn't stop thinking about like his passing sure. and he's not that old and I was just wondering if you had a read because I personally am hoping he lives to be at yeah. 30 you know five I, years old I don't get any red flags nothing really seems to hit me over the head spiritually which is a good sign <laughs> oh but, my god thank god yeah no, I'm, I'm, I don't really get much on that which is usually good so that's <laughs> okay, awesome <laughs> okay good that literally is the most important thing in my entire life oh, I you love just that. put me at so much ease also talking to just my friends we always talk about spirituality versus religion and I grew up in Nashville in Tennessee and it's very Christian and I was wondering how this gift has affected your 
spirituality versus being religious. Totally. You know, I'm growing up in kind of a faith-based environment. I was kind of always told to trust in what I couldn't see. And, you know, I very much enjoyed going to church and all of that, even as a little kid. If I wouldn't go with my parents, I'd go with my neighbors. Um, and I started finding this kind of interesting situation as I started developing this ability and seeing evidence of the validation, you know, through these readings. My, my views kind of evolved from a faith-based system of spirituality to more of a trust-based system of spirituality. And that really came through my ability to deliver messages and specifics and details. And so now, you know, in hindsight, I think there is great value in religion so long as compassion is at the forefront of it. But I, I really also liken religions to being cultural in the sense that if you're born at a certain environment, a certain place, certain geography, you're more inclined to kind of like a language, um, you know, hold on to those regional beliefs or ways of communicating. So I kind of think of religion is languages and um, they're kind of based off I, of our culture. It's so you know? funny. I think that what you're doing is really beautiful and that you said earlier critics and people that are critical sure. or negative or try to discount what you do which when people bring that up to me in interviews I'm always like I don't want to talk about it so feel free to be <laughs> like I don't want to talk about it if you don't want to but I also think that when people are like oh you can't sing I kind of am like <laughs> you silly bitch. Let me show you. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so like, I wonder how, I just want to know how it affects you emotionally when yeah. people are skeptical of you. Does that make you like want to do it stronger and better? Does it like hurt totally. your feelings? Absolutely. And you know, I've read a lot of skeptics, doctors, scientists, people even on my show who came in and, you know, didn't believe and they wanted me to sway their belief. But I think there is a distinct difference between being skeptical and being cynical. And I actually encourage skepticism. I think skepticism is how we get the answers to things. If we didn't ask any questions, we'd never have any answers. And so for me, that's what skepticism is. Um, cynicism is a little different. I think sometimes people have their minds made up about us, and that can be kind of tricky to navigate. But you know, generally, as long as someone's willing to listen to what I have to say, I usually find that there's something, some nugget um, in that reading that generally will allow for someone to say, okay, I don't know how he could have known that. And to be honest, I don't even entirely know how I know <laughs> certain things that come through. I just kind of see pictures and images and, you know, relay them. But I, I think knowing yourself just generally is good advice. And I think when you know who you are and you know what you are, you can't be wavered by external opinion. And so I think just self-awareness is really important, especially if you're in the public eye. <laughs> and also, I think knowing who and what you are, but also I know that I'm very open to hearing and having my mind being changed, right, right. which I think is both a positive thing, but also is what kind of goes back to me being nervous about what I let in Sure, is I have to be careful with what information I let in. And I think that you see that a lot going on in the world right now is yeah. inf false information. Where is the information coming from? Who is it reaching? How is it reaching you? Totally. Et cetera. It's a confusing time to be in the world right now. It, but it is. I just wonder, like, in this particular year being the year that it has been, has it been overwhelming for you or has it been like at all cathartic to be able to stop and take a moment or totally do you get like more or less readings this year because obviously it's been I, I definitely am getting to know my dog <laughs> definitely I feel like everybody at home yeah. is, is kind of getting familiar with their their wall color um, but you know I, yeah. I do think generally for me it's, it's been more cathartic than it's been you know negative I've, I'm so thankful to have my health and to have family that's healthy and as difficult as this time is I think it also does present not to be hokey but some opportunities for gratitude I mean 
if we're here, we're alive. And unfortunately, there's so many people that can't say that, you know, just in this past year, um, you know, so many people have passed. So I just kind of try to be positive with it. I, I am able to still do work, you know, from a distance. I do a lot of Skype readings and um, it's just kind of a different application of my ability, but it's fun. And it's always kind of interesting to see how it goes. And I just, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. And so it's kind of one of those interesting situations where I have to really trust myself, what I feel, <laughs> because it, my job really isn't me. It's dependent entirely on things I can't really see. <laughs> so I have to just assume they'll I, come through I for know. me, you know? Does it ever make you nervous? Every or time. Not anymore? Always, always, oh, always. Really? Yes. I, and you know, I think there's something to be said, though, about that anxiety. I think that anxiety is almost initiatory. And I think it's almost like uh, stage fright. If you have a little stage fright, it means you care. Yes. It means that you're I was you're, going you to value. say the same yes. thing. Read your mind. But, you know, so I think there's value there. <laughs> and if we can view anxiety as excitement, you know, that's a good way to frame it. But I think it's normal and natural. And I, I would argue even necessary to succeed. <laughs> I like love hearing you say that because these are things that I talk about with some of my closest friends because yeah. I always get so nervous before I go on stage <laughs> and sometimes like I don't know if you're familiar with a song I did called Praying yes 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 I okay so I hit this very high note that honestly I just opened my mouth and I just pray it's there. <laughs> yes. Like I just like I have no control over knowing what is going to come out because it's in this like crazy high part of my brain where you just have to open your mouth and yeah. let it out. But like sometimes it sounds really cute and sometimes it does not. <laughs> so like I, I just kind of feel like as you're talking, I can relate. And sometimes singing is a little bit like that too, where you're like, I don't know what's, if it's going to come out good or what's going to come out at all. Totally. Just got to trust the process. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever sing? Oh, you know, maybe in the shower, but beyond that, uh, it's not my skill set. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe one day. Maybe. Drop an album. (laughs) Oh my God. That'd be, you know what? If you can't sing, you can always like... I'm sure you're a good writer. I imagine you're a good writer. Thank you. I I try. I mean, (laughs) so-so. Poetry. Okay, so wait, I had one question I wanted to ask you. And then I wanted to circle back to something that I was asking you, but then I just realized that you were right about my grandmother and my aunt. I'm very excited to tell my aunt that. I love that. Yeah, and she's just a very emotional creature, and I love her very much. And I feel like a jackass for not remembering her birthday. Oh, it's all good. It's psychic amnesia. (laughs) It happens all the time. And if you at any point ever want to talk privately, I'd be happy to do that as well. So just so you know, the offer is always there. Yes, I would love to do that. Of course. I I would love to do that because, you know, I'm sure we could just go so deep. Totally. Especially if we were, like, socially distanced six feet apart definitely i feel like the room might explode <laughs> yes. something the glitter <laughs> yes well that's how i hope i go yes, me too. um but uh, so when he sh- was showing me that text you were talking about religion and having it almost be like a like a community so for me going to church when i was growing up it was like I would go and I would cry and I would be on my knees and I'd be like, I just don't believe in this. I want to. I want to so bad. And that's where I had my first kiss was outside of this like super church <laughs> in Nashville. And I just like spirituality was always so important. I just wanted to believe right. that there was something other than me because it's been so exhausting to cling on to all this 
feeling like you have to be in charge of everything. It's exhausting. Totally. I had a really bizarre thing happen during this COVID time where I just was like laying down to go to sleep and I went into full like meditative hypnosis and this thing started speaking to me and I'm not sure what you would call it. I have an adversity to the word God because it has so much baggage, but that's what it felt like or a higher, uh, your highest, um, like incarnation or highest consciousness of self. Sure. I'm not sure if you would say that's one and the same thing. It felt like it was just the light of peace and just like being fully full of light. Right. And I had this like amazing moment where I finally was like, there it is. There's, there it is. I feel it. I believe in it. I feel it. And I had to feel it and have a full blown conversation with, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like hesitant to label it because, because I do think religion can be really beautiful. Like you said, when it's used with compassion, but also when it's used to turn people against each other, that's when I I get a little lost in the process of that. And it's hard for me to reconcile, you know, just how much death and negativity and hatred I've seen in the name of something that's a personal, beautiful, spiritual connection. Oh no. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And I feel like oh, that's so interesting that you had a firsthand experience like that. I think, um, so many mystical experiences are, are characterized as being ineffable, meaning that they kind of transcend words. And so I don't know if you feel that yeah. way about what happened to you, but it's like words often don't do justice, the profound feelings that mystical experiences bring. And I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah. I really felt like the next day I called my therapist and I was like, okay, I'm having a psychological break. It's happening. <laughs> it's fully happening. And she was so lovely. Cause she was like, no, that's called a, um, like a spiritual enlightenment. Sure. I was just kind of, I was just wondering if you've ever had an experience like that, or is that kind of the world? Is that like what you live in? It's kind of whatever yeah, you're reading, the way you're describing it. It's very much kind of the, the world I, I live in when I do readings, I, I'm having very experiential moments where I'm feeling a lot. I'm picking up on memories that are not my own. I'm, I'm getting sensations physically, mentally, emotionally, and input that I have to kind of sift through and process. And it really does transcend words. But I, I think those moments are so special to honor and recognize. And I think oftentimes, you know, people, do a disservice to themselves by rationalizing things away, sometimes to their detriment. And I think we can even just look at all those times where, you know, we got a first impression about somebody and we didn't go with it. And then we ended up, you know, being proven correct that indeed that first impression was accurate. Um, We just have to honor those experiences for what they are. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. That's so true. Yeah. I keep having, like, as we're having this conversation, it's really weird. I just have to, like, mention it. Yeah. Because my brain won't let me stop thinking about it. I have a friend. Um, she's not a friend any longer. She's still on Earth, but she's no longer my friend. Right. And she was in my dream last night. And as you were just saying that, I see both good and also reasons why we can no longer be friends. Right. I wonder how you would say to manage people like that in your life yeah it's i think you know one of the greatest acts of self-love that we can give to ourselves is having boundaries that are healthy but boundaries that we also stay firm by and so you know i I think there's something about honoring that aspect and you know I, i think oftentimes when relationships go astray or friendships or you know whether it be they romantic or platonic um you know there's often a lot of kind of bridges that have to be mended and I think sometimes accepting the apology we never receive is really valuable so you know people always feel like things are dependent upon an apology Um, I'm kind of of the belief that you know you may as well make yourself happy and lighten that burden of you know a grudge or resentment by accepting the apology you've never received and in that I think we can kind of move forward a little bit more gracefully but you know life doesn't come with a handbook (laughs) it's tricky oh god yeah I wish it did Um, I think that's why we all make religions so we try to think that we made the handbook but I think we're all just like kind of saying the same thing totally be kind and like do the right thing and the apology you never received it's a really beautiful sentiment you might find that in one of my songs because it's a really nice uh, (laughs) sentiment because I do think a lot of times in life the resentment you hold and then the apology you wait for and then it turns into a hatred I feel like that's so it's just not healthy for yourself totally so in like I don't know just your enlightened mind 
how how do you forgive (laughs) (laughs) but how did you how do you forgive without an apology sure i mean i think there's something about you know accountability recognizing what's yours to take on and what's not and there's kind of an old buddhist saying that goes something along the lines of um, you know holding a grudge is ingesting poison and expecting the other person to drop dead And so there's something about that really where I think it's true. I think, you know, we do have to kind of, if not do it for the other person, do it for yourself first and foremostly. But everything's circumstantial and, you know, we have to process our emotions. I think it's important to honor and grieve and mourn and, you know, go through those those emotions that separation creates, be it from death or just from falling out with somebody. Um, So I I think there's like a big emphasis on being positive within spirituality. And I think we also on the other hand, need to avoid toxic positivity. I think you see that a lot with like, oh, you know, it could always be worse. And you know, there's certain sentiments that you hear within spirituality that aren't, aren't um, healthy. And I would con- consider them to fall into that category of toxic positivity. So just oh, honoring. Can you please honoring elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I, I find myself in a place where like if I wake up and I'm sad or mad or whatever right. a mood that is not positive I'll just be kind of like mean to myself in this like toxically positive way being like bitch no get the right. fuck happy sure. and sometimes it's like it's a little disregarding of your emotions yes. so I'm, I've never really heard of toxic positivity before yes it's I always say if you wouldn't tell it to a friend why would you tell it to yourself it's true so, it, you know, generally we, we are a lot harder on ourselves than we are to other people and especially people we love. We always say, oh, it's okay. There's a reason. And, you know, we, we're very compassionate to people we care about, but we often don't extend that same compassion to ourselves. So that's how I try to live, you know, to some extent. But again, everybody's a work in progress. <laughs> oh, my God. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> When I had this crazy spiritual kind of like psychedelic, but was not on drugs situation experience, whatever you want to call it, reincarnation came up a lot like for me. And I was curious of your take on that or just your thoughts. Yeah, totally. You know, I I do find that reincarnation is referred to in readings and, you know, people sometimes have a hard time grasping it. You know, when we die, do we turn into a bird? And then when the bird dies, does it turn into a person or how does that work? Um, I view really any state of existence as an incarnation. So before you were born, you were experiencing a different incarnation. When you die, even if you're not necessarily coming back to this realm, that too, in my opinion, would be a different incarnation. Um, We kind of go through these little like phases that we may call them lifetimes or different kind of states of consciousness, but I think they're ever changing, ever evolving, ever growing. And so, you know, generally I find that most of what gets referred to from the other side is this understanding of a collective consciousness. Yeah. The idea that we are kind of all different fingers on the same hand. So, you know, you might be the thumb, I might be the pinky, but we're connected to the same general, you know, (laughs) thing. And so everybody, you know, being different manifestations of this collective makes reincarnation a lot more digestible and in understanding that we literally might be reflections of ourselves. Um, I think reincarnation gets tricky because it is kind of limited to a very linear framework. So we have, you know, we think of, oh, we had a lifetime in the 1600s, then maybe a lifetime in the 1700s and so on and so forth. Right. But it may surpass that. I mean, who's to say we don't have lifetimes all at different time periods? You know, maybe we've had future lives. Who knows? Oh, my God. Um, but I, I certainly think it's a, it's a complex subject, but definitely real. And, and I think just reflects that we all need to be kinder to each other because we're reflections 
versions of each other. So true. <laughs> I love talking to you. Well, likewise. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like kind of how I like... I try to express it. You just said it so much more eloquently oh, than geez. I could ever express it. <laughs> <That's> sweet. <laughs> but it's so true, though. Um, I, like, spend my days writing songs about this, trying to figure out different ways to say it. And, like, I have a song called Die Young, and then yeah. We Are Who We Are, and then there's Praying, and then there's Raising Hell, and it's kind of all circling around this whole concept of life and what's the point of it and being sure. kind and being in the moment and being yourself and leading with positivity but then I also think you're absolutely right you can't be overly positive because <laughs> that's just that's not real sure absolutely. and it's not totally true so I think that's like I don't know I feel like I needed to hear that oh, one today I love it it's an honor to give it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's something I really appreciate when I was watching your show which I love oh thank you oh I have to know is there a new season coming or are we not allowed to know, you know yet I'm actually working on a new series so I'm really excited it's in the works and I'm actually oh having a, a second book coming out here and hereafter and a, a lot of fun stuff so it's yes. all, all around the bed <laughs> I read that yeah. <laughs> yay okay so when does your book come out so that's looking slated for May of 2021. Beautiful. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Your show is next season is next year? Uh, that's right. So, yep, should be should be coming out then. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. great. Well, I will be watching. <laughs> no. I always watch. I was watching last night and the Anne Heche. Yes, Anne Heche. Yep. I'm saying her name wrong. It was dramatic. Anne <laughs> That so dramatic, so intense. Watching it, you could just feel the energy and like pain and release and just totally so much yeah it was an example so much energy happening for sure you never know what's going to come through so in her case you know she was really i think hesitant or a little reluctant to connect and she kind of got up in the middle of our reading and said you know what i'm good this is this has done it for me and you know she needed some time to process and so i've kind of learned with my work that like shock has many faces some people burst into tears crying other people become very stoic and some people need to just kind of take a minute for themselves but the goal is really just to facilitate healing in one way or another, but it can be pretty surprising for people. <laughs> this has been like the loveliest conversation. Oh, I really appreciate it, genuinely. Me too. And if you have any other burning things, like there's some sort of something flying oh, yes. around my head, you can tell me. But <laughs> we'll do. Yeah, definitely. <gasps> really? we'll, we'll be in touch. <laughs> can I give you both an update? Yeah. Sure. Our, uh, I was texting with our aunt, Sonia, and she said that, well, first of all, she said, thank you for passing on the message, but she also said mm -hmm. that she was, you know, the day that our grandmother died, she was, 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 uh, or sorry, the day she was picking out coffins on her birthday, basically. So our grandmother died okay. on okay. the seventh and her birthday was on the sixth. Oh, and so on her birthday, that. she was like at the coffin store. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, thank you for that validation. The, that makes sense, but I'm I'm glad that at least was able to deliver that. <laughs> oh my god, I want to cry. Oh, see, it all comes full circle. Uh, <laughs> I love aw, that. Amazing. Well, thank you for that information. You have no idea. It's probably going to be such a weight lifted. For aw, her. It's all good. We'll talk again. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Tyler Henry, for being on my podcast. You're the shit. Wouldn't have missed I, it. We love you. Oh, likewise. <laughs> love to you. Thank you. <laughs> love you. Bye.
BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.